Oh man, I get crunk every time I hear that intro. What's going on, Best Damn Nation? This is your boy, Brian Renegade, and uh, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for uh, attending and watching uh, every Wednesday. Uh, you know, it's the best damn wrestling crew. Uh, I got my boy, LP in the building, LP the Don. What's happening? What's going on? Oh man, hey look man, it's good to see you brother. Uh, you know, it's been a wild, wild week in wrestling, sir. Uh, yeah. Um, man, let's get into it. SummerSlam happened uh, on Saturday. Uh-huh. And man, was it a show. Uh, yeah. I was super, super impressed from what I saw. I know we have been talking uh, smack about uh, Roman versus Brock and how tired we were about seeing uh, that, that that dynamic. But, man, they delivered on yeah, that was- Saturday, man. Yeah, I um, so I got I got to I got to, you know, I'll admit when I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, somebody had their hands on that. I can see Paul Heyman definitely having a couple of fingers on a couple of flanges on that match, uh, and, and and a couple of other people, man. But wow, uh, let's let's talk about it, man. Uh, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and go uh, to the main event, man. Roman versus Brock. What did you think about that match, LP? Well, I mean, hands down, it was the best match that them two have had. Like it ain't it ain't no that ain't even debatable. Like they was hand down the best match they had. Um I think I, I I just think it was a good match. I think I don't think they can ever wrestle again. Like I think they I think they put it all out of the line on this. Like this is definitely the last time we're gonna fight. Hopefully. Uh but I really think both of them put it all on the line. Yeah. Um Man, they put it all on the line. If you haven't watched the match, uh, Brock Lesnar came down uh, in a tractor. <laughs> First of all, I've seen a lot of vehicles uh, being driven into matches. I've seen cars, motorcycles, bikes, uh, unicycles. Um, I have never seen a tractor uh, driven into a match before. Uh, he even had his personalized logos on the side, and uh, he knew how to work that thing. You could tell he he works on farm. He moves dirt all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he knew how to drive that thing, man. And uh, he lifted the, uh, the the fork part up, the actual shovel part, and stood on it, introduced himself, and then jumped on Roman Reigns and proceeded to beat the hell out of him. <laughs> uh man, they threw everything in that match but the kitchen sink at Brock Lesnar. Uh I mean, it took the Usos, it took Paul Heyman, it took tables, it took uh just man, it, it was a it was a, a really uh interesting match. And he moved the ring <laughs> with the tra- the trailer. Yeah. Not only did he slide it a couple of inches, he lifted it up while yeah. Roman Reigns was in the ring and rolled him up like dirty laundry. Rolled him out of the ring. <laughs> Man, that was the first time I've ever seen that. Uh, 
and that was a pretty that was a pretty hard hitting match, man. And like I said, I, you know, I, I'll admit when I wrong, I was I was talking junk about. It. I was like, don't nobody want to see Roman versus Brock, but I was wrong because <laughs> that the match of the night. Uh, what was your favorite moments in that match, LP? In that match? Yeah, in that match. Uh well, I mean, of course, him raising up the raising up the ring because I didn't expect that. That that was some. Um, that was some Stone Cold Steve Austin type stuff, you know, from them to even the time. I, I haven't seen nothing like that. So, you know, Stone Cold used to talk about it all the time. Cement trucks, yeah. trucks, or whatever. But to see Brock do it was like, that, that, that was a good moment. And then the the Austin, the Austin team was a, was, was, was a good moment. Even though they played my boy, they, they played them, but that was, that was, that was a good moment. Yeah, man. Uh, welcome. Uh, another brother in the best damn crew, Mr. Everything, Victor Andrews. What's happening? Yeah, sorry for my lateness, man. Just oh man, I heard you had a pretty, uh, pretty busy, uh, pretty, pretty busy, uh, weekend, man. Yeah, absolutely. We had the uh, controlled narrative come through in North Carolina and put on one amazing show. Uh, we stepped up against the guys of AML and the future stars of AML. So, yeah, it's been, it's been a busy weekend, man. Yeah, man. Uh, um, if if nobody's uh, checked out this man in action, I, I actually have a small surprise for you guys. Uh, let's just check out this little clip uh, from this weekend uh, from Mister Everything getting busy putting boots to asses. <laughs> I was actually able to watch that match, man, and uh, you did a really great job uh, in that match, brother. And uh, every time you step in that ring, man, you look like you're at home. So, uh, what was your what was your experience uh, in your in your match, man? I know uh, we just saw you uh, take a boot to the face, uh, but man, you sold that boot to the face. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> so man. It's always an amazing experience to get in the ring with C.W. Anderson. You know what I mean? Like we we always elevate each other every time we step in the ring. Uh, we push each other to the fullest extent. So uh, we went out there and did what we were supposed to do, and just go out there and entertain those fans. And but you can hear my son in the background. He he didn't like that too much. Yeah, your nephew, uh, LP. He, he didn't like that too much of Daddy take super kick to the mouth, <laughs> which is banned and control your narrative. So technically. Uh-huh. I didn't lose because he used an illegal move. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, man. Uh, your son uh, is way more over than you are, brother. Uh, I saw uh, a lot of uh, footage of him in the ring, man, and with the crowd. Uh, he is a natural, uh, and I think he got the gift to gab too. Uh, I've seen him taking o- taking over the microphone a couple times. <laughs> listen man listen this best damn wrestling podcast is 
for me. Do you see him anywhere? <laughs> this is for me. We don't want to talk about Superstar Rome. I deal with that every week, everywhere I go. Where's Superstar Rome? Hey, there's Superstar Rome. Hey, Victor Andrews. You know, Superstar Rome is more open than you. I don't care. Super kick to the kid, all right? <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's some heat. It's some heat in that. You know what I'm saying? It oh, is. It is. He's going to be in that. And you know what? I'm going to be tired when he gets in the ring. Somebody might be turning on somebody. <laughs> Real quick. Yeah, man. Uh, it was real cool. I, I know he, uh, I saw some pictures of him with uh, the man Titan, uh, formerly known as Braun Strowman, uh, and uh, EC3, man. And uh, that was uh, that was really cool. Um, yeah, we actually had an opportunity to, uh, so you know, I'm the father of the narrative. And um, my story is pretty much being a father, just going out there and doing everything he can to provide for his family. And um, we actually did a promo, me and Rome together, for the narrative, which was amazing opportunity. It was really cool, and they loved it. They, they ate it up. Rome is, he's a natural. And everything that we do as far as wrestling and acting and modeling, this kid is a natural. Like, I, I don't think I've ever had that ability at the age of his to do all that stuff like i didn't have the the, the guts even doing none of the stuff uh i didn't start doing nothing like modeling anything until 17 18 somewhere around there and he's he's only seven years old it's been doing it for three years now so he had the opportunity to get in front of the camera in front of a room full of guys including adam share braun Strowman, austin aries all the guys from the narrative and do a promo like a grown professional and really did a great job and Got over with the guys so much, so much that I, I super kicked them as soon as we got out of the room. Yeah, man, that's uh, that's always great to see, man. Uh, and, and keep doing your thing. Uh, you are you out there living the dream, brother? Hey, man, listen, I, I surpassed the dream, and I'm living the life. That's right. <laughs> well, look, man, uh, me, me and LP, we had got into SummerSlam, uh, and we started talking about. Um, what our expectations for a Brock versus Roman match was and what was actually delivered on uh on SummerSlam. Uh what what did you uh, like the most about that? Uh what I like most is the what's the word I'm looking for? Um they gave us beyond the expected. Um we, of course, expected Braun and, and Roman to go out there and have a MMA-style fight, an MMA-style match. We expected one of them to get busted open some kind of way. Um, but that's not what happened. And they they went above and beyond as far as the last man standing match went. I mean, including the, the tractor, you know, that whole ordeal and flipping over, ring over and... Like that that reminded me of when uh Brock suplex Big Show in the ring collapse. Um, you know, and I think that was the first time that happened. So I think Brock said, you know what, I'm a I'm a collapse the ring in a different way, knowing that I can't do it with Roman Reigns for from a superplex. Let me flip the daggone thing over with a daggone tractor <laughs> and make it harder for him to be able to stand up because and it told the story. Every time Roman got ready to stand up. To beat the 10 count, he utilized the rope. Yeah. 
Brock said, you know what? I'm going to take it away from you. And that's what he did. And he flipped the ring over. And still, you know, he had barricades and, uh, you know, commentators' desks. But he still had to get to those things to be able to do it. Inside the ring, it's, it's a lot easier to get to a, a rope, especially if you're staggering and you, and you stumble and you fall into the rope. You can catch yourself. If you fall into a, a barricade or a table, technically, you're, you're pretty much going to hurt yourself. So I, I loved it. It was it was an amazing match. Um, if the fans didn't like it, they need to go ahead and start watching Scooby-Doo or something. Yeah. I don't know. You mentioned something the way that Roman uh, was using the ropes to kind of get up. It just made me think about the the Dave Chappelle skit uh, when, they, when they beat Rick, Rick James' legs up. His legs was like Linguini. <laughs> That's what Roman legs remind me of. They were real loose. They were real <laughs> loose, man. He was he. Hey, he's so uh, trying to stand up, man. But you're right that the storytelling in that match. Um, was was top tier, man, and uh, I, I thought it was I thought it was match of the night. You know, what I'm saying there was some other matches in there. There was some some really good matches, but you know, you can't you can't beat Brock Lesnar with a tractor trailer and, and lifting up the ring. I mean, you can't. It's it's kind of that's a that's a crazy uh, visual. Um, and then after the end of the match, now Brock they beat the hell out of Brock and then buried him. <laughs> uh he got up out of the out of the the uh the rubbish and was able to get into the ring while it was still lifted up and climb to the top and wave to the fans of Nashville. Man, that was uh that was a uh a really uh iconic moment also, man. Um let's let's talk about some of your, your favorite uh moments from uh SummerSlam LP. Um I think the uh, Bailey Bailey showing up was a was a pretty dope moment. Tracy uh, showing up with a squad. You know, I'm, I always want to. I, I want to see. A, I I don't think we have ever seen a good female squad in WWE. I mean, you had the Riot Squad, you had the Iconic, you had those groups, but you have not had an evolution. You did not had a squad of females. So I'm excited about that to see. If they find, you know, they they didn't never do the four, but the four horsewomen, they ain't never do none of that. Um, right. But I, I I thought that was real cool that they did, and hopefully that they they go somewhere with it. But I, I just don't see where they going with it yet, cause they can't. I don't know. I, I think the the female division got to have a little bit more pieces for them to fully do it right. If not, they're gonna be beating up Bianca. And I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to see that. Um. I think the Usos, the Usos in the three proper that was that was a good match. Of course, well, we all expect that. Um, but the boys definitely about to break up. It's, it's very clear. Who was about to break up? The street Profits? They are hinting to it too much. And once they break up, only one of them is gonna be successful for a little while. The other one is gonna get fired and get dumped. We've seen that in groups all the time. When, when groups break up, only one star is going to last. I, I, well, I, I kind of disagree. I think only way one of them is going to be more successful than the other is if an uh, injury happens. Because they're both, they've both shown, and I think they did it on purpose, that they can both, you know, really go get busy in singles competition. 
you know, Dawkins can definitely handle himself and stand alone by himself. And so is Montez Ford. Um, I think Dawkins has a more safety net when it comes to how he wrestles because he doesn't do as much flips and, and high flying stuff as Montez. Montez has already had a, or was it Dawkins that already had an injury one time before, um, which stopped them from being able to get the tag titles at one point. So I think both of them have the ability and the know-how and the the mic skills to be able to stand up and go out there and perform. And I think it's gonna only way for them to to separate each other and say one is better than the other is for them to put for them to put them in a match against each other to see who was the better person. Yeah, and, but I'll say this. Let's go way back to let's start with the rockers on, right? Tell me a group that was a tag team group that split up and both members, and y'all might be able to remind me of something I forgot about, and both members were successful. Rockers, the Dirty Boy couldn't do it. You, you might can say Edge and Christian, but Edge and Christian didn't start off as a tag team. Tell me a, tell me a tag team. Dawkins started off wrestling before Montez, if I'm not mistaken. He was in the WWE first. He's known, um, they know for the, for the tag group. Uh, a tag team. They start off as a tag team, split up, and then both were successful. Or even, or even if they put them, even if they put them, I mean, you. Well, you, case, you know, the brothers of destruction. Yeah. You know. Who? The brothers of destruction. The brothers of destruction. Taker, uh, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels. Edge and Edge and uh, Ray Mysterio. Uh, the shield, uh, you know, it's a, it's a lot. I don't, you know what? I don't, I don't want to see the Rollins break up. I do love Montez Ford's style. I do think that he needs to adapt more power moves into his arsenal. He still has high flying moves, and with all that muscle, um, I would love to see him do a lot more power moves because I love when he gets, you know, super aggressive, um, and he and he throws his wave around, um. But because he he still has the same move set as uh, he did when he was a lighter frame, you know what I'm saying. So I would love to see him keep on evolving his move set and, and evolve, you know, more power moves into his actual game. But uh, I think that the Street Profits might do something like the New Day did, you know. What I mean, still kind of you know keep a, mu a mutual respect uh, and still rep, you know, the Street Profits even if they are apart. I don't really see them fighting or them becoming jealous of, of one another or a heel turn like that on each other. Uh, I hope not. I don't think the fans want to see that, but if it did happen, it will be a shocking moment. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like I said, I still I would want them to have a mutual thing. Yet. You know, go at it. If, if Montez wanted to have really have a single run, which I still think he wants to, you know, do the Street Profits thing, but if he wanted to go on a singles run, he could. Uh, Doc is still Doc has got squabble, man. He's been in the WWE for a while, so um, he could step out. I don't know how much of a push he would get. Maybe if he, you know, it's it's kind of like the, the the Chad Gable thing. You know what I'm saying? Chad Gable has been a tag team uh, in the tag team since he's been in WWE, different ones. So yeah. you know, he just fought for the uh, United States uh, title. And uh, he's trying to, you know, still kind of break out as a single star. Uh, but he's, he's a good tag team wrestler. He's better than you know that. I mean? 
Yeah. Um, did you guys get to check out Bianca versus Becky? Absolutely. Uh, Mr. Everything, let, let me get your thoughts on that match. Um, let's let's kind of break it down a little bit. Um, this was the match that had to lead up to something bigger, hmm. right? Because we've had Bianca and Becky for a year now. SummerSlam of last year when Becky returned and she beat her. And this was a redemption story for Bianca. We can say WrestleMania was it, but no, SummerSlam was it because it was unexpected last year. And uh, Becky Lynch, you know, she gave the upset of the year, you know, and this was a redemption story for Bianca, which made perfect sense for Bailey to come back because of Bailey's and Becky's history. Whether they were together or apart, they have a strong history together. So the story between the two of Bianca and, and Becky Lynch really told how they started, how it ended, and where it's going next. Um, I love the match. I love the uh, the Becky uh, face turn at the end of the match. The very subtle face, uh, too. Yeah, so when she comes back, I think she's switching back to the man character. If I'm, you know, in, in a lot of aspects, she's still going to keep the big time Bex attitude, but I think she's switching back to a baby face. Um, she has a shoulder injury, if I'm not mistaken. So they're saying that she might be out for an extended amount of time. Uh, we shall see. Uh, I think that the Raw uh, roster is totally stacked for the women's division. And I know in the last podcast, we talked about how we felt about uh, the state of the women's division. I think that they have really stacked up the women. And I'm looking at former champions and they kind of like just blending in. You know what I'm saying? With the crowd. And I'm like, man, this is crazy. You have, and I was just talking about Oscar. Oscar is a is a top talent. She was, she was champion for almost, what, a, a, a year and some change? Mm-hmm. She held down the show, uh, especially during the COVID era, COVID era, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the Thunderdome era, as they as they call it. Um, so I'm looking at Alexa Bliss. You know, I'm looking at Rhea Ripley and what she's doing. Uh, I think she's the most dangerous person, not only on the roster. I think she's the most dangerous person in Judgment Day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's you know the way she choked out Dominic uh, on Monday uh, with her legs, man. You know that's she choked she choked that boy out I on think national TV. He couldn't move, man. She choked, she was choking him out. I'm like, man, you can choke me out like that. I'll allow it. Oh man. Um, the, the roster is stacked, man. And so Bianca as champion, I believe that. She has proven herself uh, time and time again. And like I said, she has more competition uh, than ever right now. Um, I love the addition of Eos Dry, uh 
she now goes by the name of E.L. Sky. They changed yes. the name. Again, I don't know why. But uh, <laughs> E.L. Sky, I'm not mad at it. I just, why? You know what I'm saying? That's that's my only thing. Because uh, Wesley is a dumb and they're not going to really say, oh, well, she was Shirai and I guess Sky does does rhyme. Maybe maybe we're saying it wrong for the longest time. From a marketing standpoint, I, I see it. You know, eh, eh, it's okay. But I, they didn't have to do that. I don't know why they keep changing people's name. Uh, I'm not, I'm not mad at the name change because it still sounds familiar to her. If they changed it completely to something else completely different, I would be upset about that. If she don't come you know up with that name, I'm going to be mad. Yeah, it's so, so it sounds similar for marketing purposes. I'm not I'm not completely mad at it. But Dakota Kai came back. I did not see that coming at all. I think that was the shock of the night for me when I saw the Dakota Kai because she was fired. They kicked her to the curb. Deuces. Uh and when she came back, and I'm like, man, that's all I just saw all Triple H Triple H's babies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> SummerSlam and and Raw, I seen all of Triple H's babies shining. You Hunters, know what I mean? Hunters Angels. <laughs> Hunters Angels. Um, you know, I just watched uh, another replay of Raw, man. Um, and and not to get off, not to get off SummerSlam, but I'm happy to see the push that. Tommaso Ciampa is getting. Uh, and he he was in the SummerSlam uh, with the Miz and Logan Paul. Now I know, I know we talked about Logan Paul a little bit. Uh Mr. Everything, I'm interested to see what did you think about the Logan Paul versus the Miz match at SummerSlam with Ciampa in his corner and uh Maurice. Oh, cheers. I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> I give the man his flowers. Logan Paul really did go out there and perform very well. I give the man his flowers. I was very surprised. Uh, I was very entertained. And I was very happy with the match. So I, I give the man his flowers. I give him his props. He did go out there and get busy. Um, that frog splash. Hey. Uh, I broke one to the, the hey table. man. I was like, okay, all he right. Adjusted. He adjusted <laughs> in in the air. Listen, yeah, that I can't hate on the man. Frog splash. He got a pretty frog splash, man. Yeah, and hey, that that frog splash through the table on the Miz. Hey, when I saw that, that was like people can't say anything. The boy's athletic. He can talk. He. I want to really see what he does. I want to see where it goes. I mm-hmm. want to see who he partners up with. Right now, he's uh, a fake actor, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but he can be the asshole. He just don't know how to be the asshole yet. I think The Miz was a good teacher uh, for him. But, hey, the boy can go, man. I can't say nothing. The boy can go. I want to see him do more. I would love to see him versus Cody once he develops. I would love to see him versus Seth Rollins or him versus Theory or him and Theory team up. You know, uh, 
Logan Paul, hey, he put he put a lot of people. Hey, he the boy stepped up. The boy stepped up. LP, what you think about uh, his performance uh, in the match? Yeah, he, I mean, he did a better job than he did the first time, and he did a great job uh, the first time. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think he's uh, he got it, but you know, I gotta throw that butt in there. He, you know, Logan Paul like to do everything, so he'll get bored with this out the way. I don't see him being there long enough to do some of those matches. I see him. I don't know how long his contract is. I know they say a long term, but I don't, I don't believe it's a long term contract. I don't see him being a, a official superstar. I see him jumping in and out, playing with it a little bit. But if you went hard, he would be. He could definitely be a be a you know be a, be a superstar. But that dude got so much other stuff going on. I can't see him committing. He's are he's already doing what most wrestlers try to do after the fact. He's already doing it coming in. So I yeah. definitely don't see him being there. I see him probably fighting the Miz again, maybe one more, maybe somebody else. You know, a little stuff here and there, but I definitely don't see him, you know, being that guy that we know he could be. Um I mean, I, I like I said, I wanna see the boy get down. I wanna see who what kind of rivalries he can make. Uh, I think he he got the gift of gab. He got power. He got speed. He's athletic, uh, and he don't mind people calling him an asshole. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> he don't he don't mind that. I think he embraces that, and, and I think that's going to make him a strong heel if he has the right direction, if he has the right storylines, if he has the right people to work with. Uh, he can be uh, a figure in the game, and you could tell that he loves it. I think I think he'll be better off being a heel. I don't I don't see him being a baby face. Cause they booing they booing him a little bit now. Like he he's yeah. a good he's made for like he's an asshole and he's a rich asshole. <laughs> he's not a heel. You know he's perfect to be a heel. He needs he needs to embrace a stone cold Steve Austin type of mentality where he just doesn't care about the rules. He comes in he does whatever he want to do and he leaves. Um. I think if he was able to embrace that, I think he could pull it off because he has that asshole mentality. Um, that, but I think the the overprivileged mentality is going to overtake anything else for him because he comes from riches and he 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 came from social media and he's not a a WWE superstar. He's not a wrestler. He's not a guy who who just was his dream when he was a kid and he trained to do this. Like he got called. Because he has a social media following. They wanted to see him come do WrestleMania for the social media following. He had fun that one night. And now he's back to try to, I guess, well, he got his revenge on Miz. But now what do you do after that? Um, I don't want to see several matches with him and Miz. I don't want to see that. Let's, let's go ahead and kill it now. He came back. He made his statement. Let him move on to something else. Now, what does he move on to? That's going to be uh, to be seen because who can he really get into it as far as uh, a pissing contest with uh, you know Mike from Mike, you know who can who can he really go out there and go out on a mic microphone and somebody comes out and interrupts him and say, hey man, you only been here for not even a cup of coffee, like the 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 pot not even hot yet. So sit down, sit up, take some notes, go to the back, watch a couple of gears. And uh, let the big boys handle what we do. 
Austin Theory. Man, um, I think, like I said, I'm, I'm excited about the product now. I don't know. It's a, it's a new energy uh, about it. Um, I heard that morale is really good behind the scenes. Um, people are, are really uh, excited that Triple H is back. I've heard rumors that they're going to bring Naomi and Sasha Banks back uh, to an already stacked women's division, uh, especially on Raw. Um, man, I'm excited. To, to, with the additions of Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Neo Sky. Uh, I'm happy that Bailey is back. I said that Bailey was going to come back. And guess what? Bailey came back. I am sad about Bailey being back. Bailey is a good heel, man. You need good heels. You need good heels. Um, and I don't like people who don't naturally feel like heels trying to be heels because it comes off as trying too much or bad acting. You know what I mean? I, uh, you have to have a little of that bad, that bad in you to be a good heel, man. And, and Bailey uh, having two weapons <laughs> uh, is going to be interesting. Uh, to your to your uh, point, LP, on uh, on the show, uh, I'm I'm excited to see what they do. Uh, Eos Jirai already, excuse me, Eos yeah, already uh, had a match against Bianca that was a slobber knocker. Of a match, uh, and I'm, I'm I'm really excited about those two additions and where the women's division is heading. Maybe we can see another uh, Dakota and uh, Raquel feud in the future, you know, or a partnership. Uh, you know, the female the female another match uh, on the card. That was really good. Was the street prop, and that delivered again. Uh, that was a crazy match. Jeff, uh, my man, called it straight down the line, old school. You know, old school refereeing. You know what I mean? When they got out of line, he checked them both of them. He wasn't scared. He got in there. Jeff Jarrett, guns blazing, still had a hard right hand for anybody that wanted it, and Nashville embraced it. I love that, you know, the match was straight down the middle, fair and square. Ain't no bones about it. Ain't no dispute. The Usos ended up taking the W in that match. Uh, I thought it was great. Um, you know, and we've seen the Street Profits versus the Usos a couple of times, but every time they step in the ring, man, it's just like the Usos in the New Day. They, they just automatically, man, just have that chemistry, uh, have that flow. Have that aggressiveness and that and that comp competitive vibe to it, uh, Mister Everything. Let me know what you think about that match. How how were you? Uh, what were your feelings on the Street Profits versus the Usos? Well, first off, let's give uh, Jeff Jarrett his flowers. Man is iconic. He's a legend. He came out there. He refed a really good match, a, a, a exceptional match, and then he turned around and he wrestled against uh, Rick Flair in his last match. So Jeff Jarrett. Thank you for everything that you do for this business and this sport and, you know, entertaining and making us, the guys who actually do it, want to step up to another level. This man is, what, 60, 70 years old and look great. You know what I'm saying? Um, as far as the match goes, 
boys went out there and, and did their thing. They if if there was a a match that was expected to steal the show, that was the that that was the match, and they did exactly that. They went out there and they stole the show. Um, a close chaser to that would have been Brock and Roman, which all fits together, right? Because they are um, uh, the Usos and Roman Reigns. They're all a faction together. So, yeah, the, the, I mean, you, you can't expect nothing less from the Usos and, and the Street Profits. Uh, if you do expect anything less, you're, you're going to be very surprised in how the outcome comes out. And I mean, talking about the the false finishes, the almost oh wow, he just kicked out of that and everything else. So, yeah, man, uh, yeah, to them too. Yeah, uh, to to your point, man, I, I think it was a, a an excellent match, uh, execution of uh, tag team, uh, just prowess, man, between both of the teams. Um, Let's go ahead and transition since you talked about uh, the man, Double J, uh, Jeff Jarrett. Um, he had a great match uh, with the legendary, woo, Ric Flair. Uh, and Ric Flair's last match was a tag match. Uh, Ric Flair and Andrade uh, versus Jeff Jarrett. Um, and Jamie. And uh and Jay Lethal, man. Uh wow. Did you guys get a chance to, to check out the clips from that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. LP LP, tell me what your thoughts on, on the whole match and uh Jeff Jarrett being in the match and also uh it being Ric Flair's alleged last match. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't think it's I don't know if it's Flair's last match because I, I saw him on a podcast. And he was saying he did it because he needed that money. He was talking about <laughs> he, he said it. He said it himself on the podcast. He was just like um because people was asking why you know Shawn Michaels was a great ender. Why would you do it again? And he started breaking down his divorce and that's just like I think he was right. He ain't got a lot of money like he should have. So hopefully he can find money in, uh, in other avenues. Um, I, I mean I think I think it was what everybody expected it to be. It ain't like he was gonna be doing nothing ridiculously crazy. You know, he would be jumping off the top rope or no crazy stuff like that. You know, he kept his shirt on. Thank God, I'm glad he didn't take his shirt off that I not. That's one of the first things I said. I said, Flair kept his shirt on. Thank you. I remember oh, Roddy Piper. Man. I remember Roddy Piper that you had that shirt stuff on that, bro. Come on now. But I think I, I think I think it was a, I think it was a good a good match. I definitely don't think it's his last match. I don't, they needed to stop saying that and just just have matches because every time you say it and you come in later on and say it's your last match, because when the bills come, you know, hey you man, on, that's how you know how to get that money. You how you know how to get that money quick. He probably was in there for that match. About fifteen was it? It was like fifteen twenty minutes match. Yeah, and who knows how much you got. Yeah, ain't no telling how much he probably got paid for that. So that's like a quick, that's a quick lick, you know, for Flair. Yeah, but I mean, Flair, Flair's always gonna be a legend. I just, I just want him to find other ways to get money other than getting in that ring. <laughs> yeah, man, they uh, they brought out the legends for that match, man. You know, they brought uh, the Undertaker was in the in the crowd and uh, Mick Foley and 
Uh, you said Bret Hart. Uh, yeah, Bret also, uh, DDP was in the crowd. Man, they, they brought out the legends to see Ric Flair, man, and only Flair can do that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think it's only certain people that can probably do that. Uh, and, and Flair is one of those guys where he commands the respect of everybody. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and you mentioned before on the last podcast, man, if Flair go, you know what I'm saying, that's going to be a sad day in history. You know what I mean? But Flair, I think he was ready to die in that ring, Jack. He he, go, <laughs> he was like, hey, if I'm going to go out on my shield, I'm going to go out doing what I love. You know what I mean? Yep, yep, he did. Yeah, man. Uh, that that was uh that was a surreal. You know, what I mean, it was. I, hey, let me ask you a question, uh, Mister Everything. Uh-huh. At what age should should people like really consider just like just stop? What's what what's the stop? A good stopping age. Truthfully, brother, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and tell you like this. Step step into the camera a little bit. Yeah, there you go. Like this. We don't stop. And it's been scientifically proven that we can't stop. <laughs> no, really. Um, our, our bodies become so used to be, those slams and the things that we do in the rain that the moment that we stop, it deteriorates us. Our bones start to um, reconform to the way it used to, it, it's supposed to be. Um, what age when you really cannot even walk to the ring that that age when you get to a point where you really feel like you can't even hold your own weight up and walk to the ring that's when you stop like truthfully there's there's no real age to this thing it's just whenever you really feel like you just can't even get out the bed to even walk to the to the door or even to the bathroom to be take a shower to be able to go to the arena um i mean look at guys like like lex luger who went through a very terrible health situation where he can't even function on his own truthfully to be able to go to these these conventions and things like that so it all depends on the individual and how they took care of their body look at ddp yeah look at ddp who came you know he got gave us ddp yoga and help so many guys come back from death. Look at Jake the right. Snake who was able to come back from death. Look at uh, Edge, um, Daniel Bryan, all these different guys who was able to come back from not being able to do this anymore to being able to perform on a level where they either they used to be or just a notch under where they used to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely taking care of your body, man, is... Uh, it's good. I saw Mankind. Uh, no, I'm sorry, not Mankind. I'm, <laughs> that was one of my favorite personalities from Mick Foley. But I saw, you know, seeing Mick Foley, man, and see him missing the ear and missing teeth, and you know, uh, you know, pretty much reconstructed, man. It's I, years of old school wrestling would take toes off your body, man. And so, what happened to Shawn Michaels? Like, yeah, like I'm a huge Shawn. Shawn Michaels like my favorite wrestler all the time. He's one of my top three. But I was watching. I was watching NXT one time, and I saw him talking. I was like, "What the? What happened in the last couple of years?" He got on mad. Like uh, Sean, Sean don't look like the the Sean. Like the last couple of years been been rough on that brother. I don't know what he doing. <laughs> he look like he look like a man. He like he on mad. 
hey man, um, because he's not wrestling. That's what it is. I mean, I'm going to tell you, it's because he's not wrestling. When you stop doing what your body is so used to doing, it's it's atrophy. It's just like a bodybuilder going out there and working out. If they stop working out, the muscles start um, deteriorating and getting smaller. So our bodies and our bones start to get smaller and start deteriorating because we're no longer doing the things. We're no longer active. So if he actually get back in the ring and start moving around, you'll see a whole different Shawn Michaels. I guarantee you. I love Child Michaels. I, you know, I know we're talking talking about our legends, man, but um, like I said, salute, salute to Ric Flair, uh, salute to Jeff Jarrett. Uh, salute to Sean Michael. Salute to all the legends that we grew up watching. Uh, I know a lot of people talking to us doing this podcast. Like y'all, y'all actually watch wrestling, yeah. And it's funny when you talk about, you know, you asked him, and that's oh yeah, I used to watch you when I was a kid. Well, it's the same thing for us. You know what I'm saying? It's it's, it's memories. It's it's figures. It's it's a telenovela. I get into the storylines. I'm a storyline junkie. I love good storyline because uh, that's what it is for me. These are my Telenovelas. I don't care what kind of telenovela you watching. If Maria slap slap Jose, you gonna talk about all your friends. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? I told my mama that. I said, "What? Well, you know?" She watched Young and the Restless. I said, "This ain't nothing but a violent Young and the Restless. That's it. That's all it is." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> As the world turns, all them, all them soap operas. That's all it is. You know what I mean? Uh, and I, I think when you explain that to people. It kind of it kind of brings that that wall down there and make them uh, most susceptible to learn about the characters and, and see what they're seeing. I had my niece watching the uh, the Bianca Belair versus Becky match, and she understood it. She knew the bad guy versus the good guy. She was rooting for, rooting for Bianca. You know what I mean? I thought that was the cute cutest thing. You know what I mean? She was into it because she understood. You know what I'm saying that it was a it was a story. It was it was it was a battle between good and evil. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and then the, the good figure uh, triumphed and then humbled the bad figure where they turned uh, good again. She yeah. understood that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's the beauty of, of, of wrestling and what it does. It really connects people. Um, and uh, I think SummerSlam, man, was, was awesome this year. They had some great surprises. Um, we talked about who we were excited to see. Um, I was excited to see Edge's return. Uh, Mr. Everything. Seeing Edge come back uh, to a group that essentially exiled him. Uh, I think that I think that they, they pulled the trigger way too early on that. Way too early. Way too early on that. Um, I, I see Judgment Day and it's not as strong as it was with Edge because it was a it was a dynamic that was I was excited about it and now I see Judgment Day I don't have that same excitement except for when Rhea came back now Rhea seems like she's almost the leader of the group um, but when they pulled the trigger on Edge man and they kicked Edge out the group I thought that was way too premature uh, and now 
I do like the storyline of Edge trying to destroy the group that he created, trying to destroy the monster that he created. And it will only make sense to me if the monster grew and got out of control and started demolishing every other faction. But they can't do that because the bloodline is way too high. And they, I don't see... The only, only way that I see uh, a faction like the Judgment Day meeting that level is they have to destroy everything uh, leading up to the bloodline, but they need some strong speakers in the group. They do. They need strong speakers in the group. They Here's don't. Um, you brought Edge back too fast. Now what do you do? What do you do with him as, as far as judgment day? Um, because he's by himself. So are you going to have him pick these guys off one by one, which shows that they're trash by themselves? Or do you put him, you align him with a group of guys who help him tear this, this faction apart? And if you do that, then who do you do it with? You don't have anybody. I don't think you have anybody on NXT to bring up to start that. And then again, you have these NXT former talent coming up doing this um, faction. Who's to say the same thing doesn't happen with these new this new group of NXT superstars? You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think you did it too fast, too early. I think Edge should. I think they should have alluded to some other people getting involved with this with the judgment day and it it ultimately brings out edge as the leader of that new group that's trying to tear down judgment day almost like a, a hurt business versus the uh what was what was the group the, the retribution almost kind of like that dynamic i can i can see that uh I, the only thing WWE doesn't really have is factions other than the bloodline. They really don't have any strong flat factions other than the bloodline, the brawling groups. Uh, that's pretty much it. And now this dynamic with uh, Bailey, Dakota Kai, and uh, EO Sky. Um, I would love to see more factions in WWE. AEW has. If you're not in a faction, you're not surviving. That's, <laughs> that's pretty much how that climate is. You have Dang. to be a part of a group in order for you to survive in that in that smorgasbord of wrestlers and wwe used to have some really great factions the only great faction now uh is the bloodline hands down but i would love to see uh some 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 factions and, and people really getting together and creating something i think judgment they had that potential it still does have that potential uh obviously the you know the exile of edge makes the group weaker in my opinion because they don't have any strong speakers so they need to get a strong speaker uh representative in judgment day like a kevin owens if they had if kevin owens joined judgment day and, and became the leader of judgment day that would really be interesting um i don't see that happening uh, even Seth Rollins, if Seth Rollins decided to take the helm uh, of the group, but I, I, I think they want to be all looked at as equal. I don't see any of those characters uh, really blending into, oh yeah, we're all equal, we all have the same power kind of thing. Um, the group needs direction. 
I want to see them have direction. What do you think, LP? Uh, do you think the group needs to lead, or do you like the how it is laid out now? I I, I think they I think that it's going to end it completely. Whatever whatever Edge does, what he's going to do, it is going to. I don't know what they're going to do, but I think they're going to end the group. Because at this at this point in time, just kind of kind of like what he said earlier. What what do they got? I don't want to see them keep on doing this whole materials. The people the materials storyline is not the best in the world. So Edge Edge is one of the few people that can lead that group because it's kind of like it's kind of like a ministry. Couldn't nobody else take over the ministry from the Undertaker because that's the whole Undertaker vibe, blah blah blah. So when yeah. you had being this prophet, this, this demonic or evil type person, you just can't throw anybody in. That's why the, that's why Finn Balor didn't work. That was that that was just like the worst person they could have been in the movie, Finn Balor or Dominique joined. Dom, if Dominique was to join Judgment Day, for what? He doesn't even fit the dynamic. You look at Rhea and you look at uh, Damian Priest. Yeah. They have that gothic, dark, you know, that dark kind of vibe. Like, I don't right. even see up in WWE right offhand that really fits that. So, I don't know. I think I think either they're going to end it or Edge is going to humble all of them and then they're going to bow down to him and they're still going to keep the group and Edge takes it back over. Maybe get rid of Finn Balor since Finn Balor was technically the one who caused the I guess talk them into betraying them or whatever. So I think the only way they keep the group is for Edge to somehow take the group back over. Or they just gonna end it. And then if they end it, what are they gonna do with Edge? Like they finally had something that Edge was doing. So now like I I, I think the I think they wrote themselves in a hole that they can have to have some good writing to get out, or all them people in that group are gonna suffer from. Yeah. Um I'm interested to see where that goes. Uh, obviously, they need some direction, man. Uh, I would love to see where that goes because, like I said, they're a great faction. Um, so let's let's uh, let's go into some of these comments, man, because we uh, we got some comments on the page. Uh, let's go to Drunk. He said uh, they' about to turn Logan Paul into the next Randy Orton. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's very interesting. Um, I'm not sure about that. I'm not they sure about that either. Know, they, but, they, but they might. They might. Hey, Mr. Everything, let me know what you think about that. That, that comment. No. <laughs> no? Absolutely not. Uh, e, e, e. Not even, not even no. close? Not even close. He doesn't have it. He doesn't have of any or in uh, mentality. He doesn't have no, no. Uh, I don't know about that. I got, I got, I got to kind of disagree with you. Say he don't got that. Look at Randy Orton when Randy Orton first started. If Randy Orton never joined Evolution, Randy might not have been Randy. So Logan Paul in the right group or squad, you can't. This, this, again, this is if he decides to do it full time, if he really wants to do it. Logan, Logan Paul in the right group could work, but they don't have any groups like Evolution no more. That kind of goes back to what we just said. Exactly. They don't have unless he's going to join the Roman in them, like that's the bloodline. Now, him joining the bloodline could be interesting. I don't, they definitely not going to do it, I don't think. Well, hold on. He, him, joining the, him joining the bloodline, then you put him on a Paul Heyman. 
about? What about Logan Paul, Pat McAfee, or McAfee, or however you say his name, in the Miz? In the Miz? In a group? Yes. They gonna make Pat McAfee a heel? Nah. You, um, he, he has to get the cap. That's that's a lot of strong, really strong personalities. That's where they gonna clash. I don't see. I don't see. I don't see that dynamic. Maybe. Maybe before. Maybe before. Uh, speaking of Pat McAfee, uh, let's see. Charlene says y'all forgetting about Pat McAfee. Set up a whole uh, church choir for bum ass Corbin. <laughs> uh, he had, was it he was a whole choir. Was, well, I don't know what that was about. Ass Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what crowd Corbin while bum ass Corbin was walking through the ring. Man, that was epic. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Everything, what do you think about that psychologically, man, getting into your, your opponent's head right before they step into the match? Getting a point in your opponent's hand right before the match is is psychological warfare. We we know this very well. And it's the best way to psych your opponent out to be able to get the advantage so that you can win. However, <laughs> it didn't work. I mean, you had a choir saying "bum ass Corbin." I mean, Man. was it really a choir though, or was it just a group of of men? I don't know. It was a group of random dudes in the back. They did not sound like a choir yeah. at all. They sound like all oh, his college buddies. They just got drunk and they was like, "Yeah, we're gonna go up here singing bum ass Corbin." They were not coordinated at all. They didn't even have a choir director. No, no, coordinated. I think a couple of guys was like. I think a couple of guys was like, uh, I was standing in a line and I, I just ended up here. So I don't know what's going on, but I'm just going to just join with the other guys because they had me send, sign a paper saying I would get paid for this. So I'm here. Hey, guys. Hi. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't care what? what they sounded like. All them, boys, all them boys sounded like they smoked the whole pack of Newports right before they got on stage. Whole pack, pack. <laughs> <laughs> with no juice, just straight new, just straight new pours. Oh man, um, uh, Marcus Cofield says AW has it. Uh, I think that refers back to um, all of the factions uh, that's in AW, uh, and also man, the the stars that they're they're getting uh, to to actually go there. Uh, a lot of people are getting some shine. They might not be getting that paycheck, but they're getting some shine. Um, yeah, man. Um, I would love to see more factions in WWE. Uh, I'm excited to see what the direction under Triple H will be. Uh, are you excited about this new regime, LP? Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely... Uh... I'm just ready for it to go full steam so everybody can just stop bringing it up every week. Or, or it's like everybody that watches the show, you be like, did Triple H do this? Did Triple H do that? You know what I'm saying? I'm just ready for it to 
maybe like another two few weeks where we can just watch the show and we know he got full control of whoever got what. Um, I definitely think that Triple H is going to make a difference. Um, I think I think Triple H is going to bring some of his boys. I, I, I think he's going to bring some of his boys and put them in. You know, Triple H is within his click boys. I, I won't be surprised if he's doing something over here. You know, some of his boys doing a little something, something. Um, because that would, help the, that would help the product. I think the biggest issue that Vince had, Vince, for one, he didn't want to grow. And Vince was stuck in his ways. I think Triple H seemed like the type he might listen to people when they say, hey man, let's try this or this is not working or this is old school. Vince, Vince was going to do it his way and not care. That's why That's why I think it's going to be the, the biggest difference between uh, Triple H women. Well, Triple H took me and whoever else. Yeah, man. Um, I think a lot of people in the industry are excited about Triple H taking over. I think we're still a lot of people coming back. I think we'll see a lot of NXT stars shining. Um, I think they're going to give uh, little guys an opportunity now. Mm. Look at Tampa. We have Tampa versus Bobby Lashley. I'm excited about this match. Even though I wanted AJ to shine, I wanted Tampa to win to have the opportunity to win. Um, but Champa versus Bobby Lashley, I'm excited about it because it's going to be a smash mouth, brawling, hard hitting match, and those are the type of matches that I love. You know, so I'm excited about that match. Um, I'm excited about wrestling in the industry, man. It's it's really growing, um, and it's growing its reach also. Uh, LP, I know. Um, I think I have a hot topic for the next podcast and I want to do uh, the best wrestlers turned actors. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to talk about it now. Because okay. when we get into it, we're going to start going at it and talk about it. But well, we are number one. Know, there are a number of wrestlers turned actor. We got to rank them all. We got to do the best damn ranking. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, so I got you. Uh, before we go ahead and hop off, uh, let's go ahead and go into LP's best damn wrestling moment. Well, I think we are we already spoke about it earlier. It's it's hard to do my damn best moment when we talk about it. Damn, throughout the damn gonna show, you know, we always end up doing it. <laughs> but definitely, uh, Brock Brock lifting the ring up. It ain't, it ain't no question that was the most shocking event in months. Maybe years. I, I actually, I actually want to say years. Uh, you know, especially, especially with that match, nobody really expecting it to be great. We just was like, I know I was really like, whatever, 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 whatever. But yeah. and the match, the match itself still was decent. But when you see stuff like that, especially with a last man standing match, that 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 beats a chair or ladder. You know, the kendo stick, the typical stuff we always see. That right there, exactly. that right there, just just brought a little bit more, uh, more to it. And even whether you know, not intend that Brock's gonna retire, which that that's a that's a big hint. I don't know if you. Hey man, if Brock wanted to retire, that was a great send off, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I I think he kind of I think he kind of hinted to it, like a little bit, yeah. like I'm about done, guys. I don't made all. Might hang it up. I can still yeah. do it, but you know, eh. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I can't see Brock fighting for any belts or fighting just normally, just for the hell of it. Just for, you know, I can't I can't see him starting from the bottom of the roster and working his way back up. He is. I, I do want his last match to be Bobby Lashley. I want Bobby Lashley to be his last match. Oh, yeah. Bobby. So they can finally get that real match in there. I want that real, yeah, yeah. I want that real memorable. Like, yeah, this is yeah, awesome. Bobby. Like Bobby versus Brock was a dream match for me that I thought would never happen, and then it happened. And I'm like, it's okay. But yeah. Bobby got his ass whooped in that match. Bobby, look, Brock drug his ass all around that ring, Jack, and. Yeah. I hated to see it because I was team Bobby. I'm like, yeah, go ahead, Bobby. But as soon as Brock started hitting, I'm like, ooh, oh, oh, shit. Oh, you know, he was just, he was mollywhopping him through that whole match, man. Uh, I, it was, it was, I want to see, I want to see them go at it again. And I think Bobby just keeps getting bigger. I, I prefer heel Bobby over babyface Bobby. Really? Baby face, but I don't really like I don't like baby face Bobby. Bobby too smiley, man. He ain't got no eyebrows. You know, he just drew him on. You know, I just, you know, I, I like I like I like I, I like I like heel Bobby. He's more Bobby just go in angry. Just, <laughs> just go in angry and destroy everything. Uh I like that Bobby. Uh, but Bobby Lashley is definitely a great champion, man. I'm happy that he's United States champion. I think he's uh really bringing prestige and respect to the title um i think bar none he's one of the, the best athletes on the roster uh he is a real action figure a real life action figure if you had to draw one a black action figure you would draw bobby Lashley. he's a template you know what i'm saying uh if i'm playing if i'm playing 2k wwe 2k i'm i'm building a bobby lashley character straight up straight up and down yeah um I love Bobby as a champion. I think that as far as black champions go, he is one of the greatest, and I don't think he'd get his flowers. Um, and I think you put him on your Mount Rushmore, am I mistaken? He was on your Mount Rushmore. So I think Bobby should get a little bit, put some respect on Bobby's name. You know what I'm saying? Uh, as champion, he's holding this belt down. Um, and I, I think that I would love to see more uh, of, of him as the champion. And I want, like we talked about before, I want to see a belt split. I don't, I don't like to see the the titles united. I think it's you have more competition, you have more storylines. You have, you know, Roman is working a part time Brock uh, like schedule. Uh, John Cena like schedule. You know, what I'm saying he he's he's only fighting major events man so I would love to see those titles separated and them to have a champion on Raw. I'm gonna tell you what champion I on SmackDown. This uh this, this is the last thing I say. I'm gonna tell you what I really want them to do since Triple H taking over. I want them to have a scene where Triple H is just in a room and behind him are all the old belt European championship light heavyweight mm. champion the yeah. real heavyweight championship, not that, not that two bull crap they got now. Like, and he bring back the old belt, man. That'd be crazy. You think, you think people, you think people will gravitate to the product more if he brought back old belts and old championships, like the Hardcore Championship 
uh, like the uh, the the European Championship? Do you think that uh, that will put more eyes on the product or make people turn, tune in more? Yeah, because you got to look at it. You had all those belts. You had some of these C and D listers having something to do. Like every, they can't make everybody fight for the hardcore belt all the damn time. Like when you had a light heavyweight champion, you had like the the cruiserweights, then you had Spike Dudley, you had all the the when they don't have a lot of small wrestlers now like you see, but you know a little smaller wrestlers. The European, D-Lo, D-Lo hey, Brown made that made that hey, belt the shit. So to this, hold on, you you mentioned one of my favorite wrestlers growing up, D-Lo Brown. It was one of my favorite wrestlers growing up. I loved the way he walked. I yeah. still do the little head moments. Dulo Brown was a was a wrestler's wrestler, and I love wrestler wrestlers, man. Um, so he'll get his credit. He'll get his due. I think he's working down in uh, uh, Impact, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Does he work? I believe he works for Impact. He's a uh, He's a part of talent relations, if I'm not mistaken. But D'Lo Brown, man, was one of my favorite uh, characters. And I still see some of his movesets being done today. Like, you know what I'm saying? The, the Sky High. I, I think uh, Dawkins does the Sky High. Uh, I've seen a couple other wrestlers do it, uh, too. And then D'Lo Brown had one of the most iconic fog splashes. He had the top fog splash. No disrespect to Eddie Guerrero. But D'Lo, D'Lo is in the top of my list. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay, it's me and you. Let's get into it. Frog splashes, right? We talked about uh, Paul uh, Logan Paul's frog splash a little bit earlier. Who who would you put top three frog splashes <laughs> of all time? <laughs> top three: uh, D'Lo, Eddie. I'm trying to think who who else who else was a person. How many other people did a frog splash on a regular basis? You got Ray Mysterio who does frogs. You know, nah, I don't want to count nobody to do it based on Eddie. Because Ray wasn't really doing it until he started tributing Eddie, right? I don't remember him doing it beforehand. Uh, you got, there's a lot of people that do a frog splash. Kevin Owens got a bull frog splash. Uh, Seth Rollins has a frog splash. Uh, yeah. If you're talking going back, RVD's frog splash. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. R- yeah, R- RVD, that'd be number three. I'm, I'm- Ah, right, wait, 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 wait. Let me see. Yeah, I can't, I can't put RVD above Eddie, which is hard. Damn, it's hard. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I say D-Lo, Eddie, and RVD. You know what? I can't disagree with that list. I think that would be my my top three too. If I had to be honest, I'm trying to think of who else really does a, a iconic frog splash. Um. RVD's frog splash, the five star frog splash was one of my favorite frog splashes. Because yeah. RVD used to get up. I mean, he look, he hurt himself every time, but <laughs> every time. So much. And he could change he could change direction, though. I've seen him do it and change direction. So that's uh-huh. why it was hard not to give it number two. Yeah. But that damn oh. Eddie, that dude, yeah, I can't I can't do it. Honor honorable mention on the frog splashes. I see uh Sherlyn said the Usos. The Usos frog splash is yeah. a very iconic frog splash. Yeah, I have to yeah. give it. I have to give it to you, Shirley. Yeah, you are. You are correct. Uh, Montez Ford has an amazing frog splash from the heavens. Is his yeah. his frog splash? 
yeah. it's good too. But if I had to say of all time, I'm going RVD, Eddie, and D'Lo Brown. Those three, those three frog splashes, man. I, I think those are those are the best frog yeah. splashes uh, in history. Um, and I've seen a lot of people do that, um, but RVD can change direction at the drop of a hat. D'Lo's Brown just has to, his his was so pretty. His style like and it was so unique to to him, uh, and Eddie man, just 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 Eddie man. You yeah, they all had, they all had different parts. Cause like with D'Lo, D'Lo seemed to go higher than everybody else. It's like that for that for him to be a chunky dude. Hey, D'Lo went deep with his. Like I believe D'Lo's hurt. <laughs> I believed in D'Lo Brown frost blast. I believe when you got there, it knocked all the wind out you. RVD yeah. he jumped so high, you know. His his was so his was so devastating, but D Lo Brown's look like it hurt. I would hate to take uh D Lo Brown's frost splash. Uh, honorable mention is not quite a frog splash, but we talk if we go on splashes, honorable mention is uh it's the Vader Bomb. You know what I mean? Uh <laughs> the Vader Bomb. Uh it's not it's not a frog splash but we're talking about devastating splashes uh the vader bomb is one of those where you don't i you know i would hate to have to take that i don't see too many cats that want really wanted to take that from vader big man vader uh not only did he beat the hell out of you but him just throwing all his weight on you yeah. knocking you through the ring uh big man vader had an iconic uh splash uh, if, if we're gonna go that way, but yeah, when it comes to frost splashes, D Lo, uh, Eddie Guerrero, and uh, RVD, man, I don't see anybody really topping that list of, of frog splashes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so look, uh, it's been a great show. Uh, I do want to end this by telling you, I was in the RDP airport, I believe I mentioned this, I'm sitting in the chair. Uh, I got my luggage around. I got my son right here. My, 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 my lady, she up here. She was trying to get the tickets and stuff straight, make sure we we was good. And lo and behold, I recognized somebody limping across the airport. And it was Matt Hardy. And I was like, nobody see this unicorn just walking across to the floor. <laughs> it's, it's freaking Matt Hardy. And I've met I met Jeff before. I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you a quick story. Right. So <laughs> it's <clears throat> before before I get into the, the Jeff story, I'm looking at Matt Hardy. I'm like, yo, this is freaking Matt Hardy. And I say out loud, hey, don't nobody see Matt Hardy just walking by? And I wanted to get up and you know do the fan thing, but I didn't want to be that guy. <laughs> I didn't want to be that guy stopping him from his destination to take a picture with him because obviously he didn't want nobody to talk to him because the way he was walking, he was limping, first of all. Kind of had that slow limp walk, but he was twitching with his head. And I was like, I kind of want to talk to him, but I don't know <laughs> what kind of dude he is in person. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he might not be in the mood. You know what I mean? So I didn't, I didn't pursue that. But uh, my old lady got mad at me. She said, why you didn't tell me that Matt Hardy was walking through? I could have walked up to him and got his autograph. I was like, baby, we didn't want to be those people. 
<laughs> to stop yeah. man, to stop a celebrity and ask for a picture. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. And plus, it's, you know, he didn't look like he wanted to be bothered. But uh, I saw Jeff when I was I was I was working in in Durham inside the mall a couple of years back, and <laughs> Jeff came, Jeff came up to me and. Obviously, he had to go to the bathroom. He had BGs. He had the bubble guts. Uh, he was holding it. I know it was on the verge of coming out because the way the desperation in his face when he asked me, uh, "Excuse me, do you know where the bathroom is?" I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, it's, it's right behind you, man. <laughs> it's right behind you." And he decided to waddle all the way to the bathroom. Uh, I was waiting. It, it was weird because I wanted to fan out. I wanted to be like, hey, that's freaking Jeff Hardy. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Jeff, but I'm not going to stop the man from wanting to relieve himself. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? That's, yeah. you know, yeah. so, you know, I was caught in two circumstances. I wanted to get, you know, fan out, get a picture, you know what I'm saying, an autograph from two of my childhood favorite wrestlers growing up, all the Hardy boys. They from North Carolina. Uh, so it makes sense where I've seen them. But, you know, Jeff. Uh, in in Durham in the mall and and Matt in the airport. He, obviously, he was going somewhere. So I, they were busy. I ain't want to bother nobody when they busy. But the <laughs> the way I met Jeff was so was so funny. And I was like, do I wait for him to come out the bathroom and then ask for <laughs> 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 ask for an autograph? What y'all just let him do is you know go by his business. Um, oh, I had another wrestler ask me where the bathroom was. Bianca Belair. I was working security. She was in NXT at the time. She walked up to me. Uh, I don't think she was with Tez then. Maybe they had just started talking. Uh, but she asked me where the bathroom was. And I stuttered. I, I ain't know where the word. I was like, it's, uh, it's somewhere around here. It's, uh, excuse me, where the bathroom at? Oh, yeah, it's down there. They said it's down there. I didn't know... You know, I ain't know what to say to him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Obviously, I didn't know what the bathroom was, so I had to ask other people. But I wanted to be confident, like, yeah, it's right there. It's right there. What would you say? If, what would you say to Bianca? Have you ever seen a wrestler, and have you ever fanned out when you saw a wrestler in public? Uh, it's funny because I've I ran into Jeff uh, at Crabtree Mall one time. You know, you know, at Crabtree when you first go in, if you don't the, the, the short little curve. I was coming one way, he was coming the other way, and we bam, we, we ran right into each other. And he was like, excuse me, I'm like, yeah, hey, excuse me, man. And then he, then I was like, wait a minute, that was him. <laughs> and I didn't even say, so I was by myself. It was like in the middle of the day. He was by himself, and I probably could have found him, and, but it was too late. He was gone. He was like a ghost. <laughs> he, he was gone. But I, it just didn't click on me to afterward, you know how you bump into somebody, you just, excuse, excuse me. And then they walk off, and I was like, "Oh shit!" I could have down, you know, said something. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, I haven't. Um, I think I used to work at KFC when I was younger. And Greg, the Hammer Valentine came in there one night, and me and all oh, my wow. friends, yeah, we we kept on saying that was him, that was him, but didn't none of us come out and say nothing. We just knew it was oh, him. Oh man, see, you know, sometimes you got to just go ahead and pull that trigger, man. I think I think next time I see somebody. I would just bite the bullet. Cause I've taken pictures with wrestlers before. I got all kinds of pictures when I used to work security. And I for I did some uh, NXT events. And so I got a couple of, you know, with a lot of NXT people when they were coming up. Uh Matt Riddle, 
Uh, I got one with uh, one of the guys. I think Avar from the Viking Raiders. Uh, Keith Lee at the time. Uh, who else? Adam Cole. Uh, a couple of other people, man. Um, and so it's interesting to see him because these are these are like rock, rock stars in my view. Some of these guys, man. Uh, so it's always interesting to see them in normal everyday life, just wanting to use the bathroom, <laughs> yeah, yeah. just going to the I airport Kurt, trying to catch a plane. You know what I'm saying? I met Kurt Angle at uh, well, this was I don't know if you remember. This is back in the days. They don't do it no more. But you know, wrestlers used to go to like car dealerships or whatever, and just sign autographs all day or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I remember one year. The Rock and D'Lo Brown was somewhere, and we was gonna go, but we ended up not going. I think it was in Fayetteville. And this was a year of like it was Kurt Angle, Jeff, Don Marie, because I got I still got a picture with Don Marie, and we was we that line was long as hell, and it was about yo. And so we started skipping line. We were just jumping in front of people playing the black card, looking at them like, what you gonna do? <laughs> we kept on skipping and skipping until we got to one point where this one guy had been in line all day. He won't have this shit, so he started his <laughs> ruckus. And so, you know, the, the people were like, what's going on over here? And they were like, these people try to jump in front of us, blah, blah, blah. So oh, it was like, so we on. And I, I wasn't trying to start a trouble because I knew, I knew what I had been skipping, breaking from. <laughs> but we ended, up, we ended up weaseling our way to where the table was at. And this is when Kurt Angle had the cast on the, the cast on okay. the table. And he was in a weird, all that other kind of stuff. And uh, I remember I said something to him. And he, and he, he was like, yeah, man, he was like, I'm getting too old for you, blah, blah, blah. But it was just a fact that. I pulled a Kurt Angle, and Kurt Angle is one of my top uh, uh, wrestlers too. So yeah. that that made my day the whole. And I didn't get no picture, <laughs> I didn't get the autograph, but I spoke to him. You know, so anytime a wrestler, Rhino gave me the middle finger one time at a at a WWE event. Oh man, and, that's a bad job. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> he, had, he had just got he had, he had just lost. Um, it was it was in the state, and I you know they can hear your ass when you start yelling. Oh, yeah. yeah he, was, he, he put his finger like that. Who was like, ah. <laughs> I can never forget that. Of course, he wouldn't, he wouldn't know. He just threw it. He didn't look back. I was like, he would have came over there. We would have, uh, like, it was him. It won't be. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I don't think too many people won't realize beef with a wrestler. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Not at the time. Like, I, you know, certain people you leave alone. Like, Brock, if, if I if I ever stopped on Brock's shoe, I'm apologize. I'm wiping it off. Hey man, yeah. it's okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I ain't mean to. <laughs> Anybody else I'm bugging up to, but you know, somebody like somebody like Brock, man, he was like, uh, you know, and you know, I'm straight. I'm, I'm my bad. My bad. <laughs> my yeah. bad. Um, hey, look, man, this has been a great show. Uh LP, the Don. I appreciate you showing your love, brother. Uh, and uh always doing your thing. Uh, what you got coming up, man? Same old, same old, man. Just, just shooting in the studio. All right, cool. Yep. Yeah. All right, where All right. can people find you? Uh, one click, spell the word out. One one click photography shoots with an S on Instagram. That's the best place to reach you. You got to fix it at the bottom because that ain't my Instagram now. We're going to have to fix it next week. Don't know oh, I got you. Don't worry about it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> uh, we're gonna be adding more to the show. Uh, thank you guys for watching us, man. Uh, each and every Wednesday. Uh, be sure to follow us on Facebook. Uh, we got more to come. 
more exciting content. Just stick around. This is the best damn wrestling podcast. LP, I'll holler at you, my brother. All right, you have a good one, man.